What are we discussing on today's podcast, you ask? Well, it's crossover time with Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres, and we're discussing, is the MLB creating an NBA-style buyout market? And then it's, of course, time for another draft, drafting the players on the worst contracts in baseball, discussing all that on today's Locked on Diamondbacks crossover. You are Locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Dimebacks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Miller Thomas, host of this wonderful podcast. Follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or look up Locked On Dimebacks, both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle, streaming on all podcasting platforms, and of course on YouTube, Locked On Dimebacks on there as well. But without further ado to discuss this new buyout market that we're seeing by Major League Baseball and of course do another draft, we got to bring on the man of the hour. Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. How are you today, sir? What's going on, man? Doing doing great on this fine uh, whenever recording. What is it? I'm forgetting what today is. Tuesday evening as we record this for our folks on Wednesday. I hope everyone's doing great. It's hump day. Oh, and I'm excited for this one. I'm really excited for this one. I think that it has the potential to get mean. Um, I think it has the potential to get spicy. Yeah. Um, and that's all we can ask for, man, especially with both of our teams, you know, faltering uh, as they are in, in a variety of ways with the Diamondbacks having some weird late game losses. And then, you know, the Padres, you know, you Darvish going on the IL, getting swept by the Brewers. It's just rough times. So we're trying our best for the good people to give them hey. at least something, you know. <laughs> hey, we're back on this D-backs bandwagon. We're like 12 and 4 in our last 16. The D-backs are back, Javi. We're hot what? Again. Yeah. Are they really? I yeah. have no idea. Yeah, the D-backs guess, are low-key back. Did they lose that game to the Reds? Uh, they the, lost the one that went to like the 14th the inning. Yeah, they lost like one of those. They lost that one? Yeah. I guess I projected from that that they were still... Uh, but I'm not crazy that they were having a downturn, yeah. right? No, they, there was like okay. a two-month downturn there. No, prior... Like basically before oh God, our last yeah. podcast, you could have said that. But yeah, we're at, we're actually hot right now. Yeah, yeah. We're back in the postseason mix. Vibes are actually feeling really good, Javi. So, wow. uh, yeah, Must so be nice. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I'm not going to lie. It feels good. You know, I was in the down in the dumps a couple of weeks ago talking about the D-backs. <laughs> but full 180, we're back on the emotional roller coaster. We're riding the high right now now and of course um we're gonna be doing that draft uh the contract for drafts draft for contracts later in this podcast and of course your team had a lot of big contracts so we might be drafting a couple of those players in our draft but i first before we talk about that let's talk about a different version of contracts contracts being terminated javi and players being Mm. put on waivers because there was this epidemic started by the la angels wednesday morning when out of nowhere we got a Jeff Passing Bomb, and it's kind of weird. You usually don't get Passing Bombs post MLB trade deadline, you know, yeah. entering the final stretch of the season. What can Jeff Passing really tweet out that's going to have all of us turn our heads? And little do we know, the Angels were like, you know what? Let's just cut half our roster today. We're going to extend down some good relievers to the yeah. waivers. Here's Giolito, who we acquired for like a top 100 prospect, Grid Check, and uh, they, I forgot Hunter Renfro, who's also been a solid, like, dude with a strong mm-hmm. arm that could has a mm-hmm. ton of power. Like, they released like five, six Patrick, legit yeah. dudes that could help a postseason run. And now I'm mm-hmm. like, is this something that we're going to see more in baseball? Are we going to get NBA style bio market? Because I wouldn't be mad. Like if you're going to have pending free agents who are like 
you know, maybe they're veterans and you're like, you know what? We're probably not going to bring them back next season anyway. They're going to hit free agency. Why not just let them go a couple months early? Let someone else pay the rest of their contract and at least give them a chance um, to be a postseason winner somewhere else. You probably might do that if this is a guy that's been with your club for a few years. But what were your thoughts of seeing the Angels and other teams, you know, just kind of get rid of dudes who are quality major leaguers and see what happens uh, as this unfolds in the final stretch of the season? I had two reactions. Number one, which is a quick one, which is just as you put in your notes right over. I can never do that when you're <laughs> yeah, trying which, to, which right over here where you mentioned, um, you know, NBA style. That's what I thought of, because mm-hmm. as I know, we're both fans of the NBA and, and that absolute drama filled league, too. Don't get me wrong. Like this happens every year, not necessarily for like like big name players all the yeah. time. But you get those like contributors that it's like, oh. This team might need a backup center. This team might need a backup six man or something like that. So, you know, they need a little bit of scoring. They need someone who could guard this player. And that happens and it helps contenders who already have their roster, their main roster set, like their their core set. But they're like, let's get a little bit of extra. You know, let's get a little extra oomph because we're definitely going for it this year. And that happens in the NBA every year. I remember um, when like Joe Johnson was a big one, I think it was like ISO Joe, as as people might know if for yeah. NBA heads out there. Uh, like that was one, and that was like a player that helped out. I think he helped out the Jazz a little bit. Um, not always like enormous difference makers, but with baseball, I, I was just fascinated by this. And my second reaction was, aside from it being really reminiscent of the NBA, was my God, um, I don't like to do the ever, as you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I've ranted about this before. I try not to give into the recency bias, but. Man, I mean, I'm trying to think of a worse trade deadline than the Angels. <laughs> yeah. Because you traded – I know that they're their top prospects, but they were still like top 100 guys that they gave up. I don't have the list in front of me who they gave up for um, Giolito and the, and the reliever fellow. But that's still like top 100 prospects. And I know the Angels have fallen out of it uh, pretty dramatically, but – you're going to get rid of those guys and not even attempt to resign them after you gave up prospects for them. And just to save like 8 million bucks or something like that. Like that's one just speaks to the, the, the incompetence of the angels and art Marino as an owner. Yeah. And it also speaks to just baseball as a whole. Like they're just like, see you later, all these guys. Um, uh, and just because we want to save 7 million bucks or whatever it is like a pretty minuscule amount of money. Like it's insane. It's an epidemic in baseball as we've talked about a lot, but it's nuts, man. Um, I don't know if this is going to be something that stays with baseball, but my last point, I'm going to throw it back to you. Okay. Do you think that they know that Otani's gone? And oh, that's why they were like, we need to just cut everybody right now. Cause there's well, no I- way we're, cause if you're allegedly trying to keep this guy, and convince him that this is a team that cares about winning and wants to do all this stuff. Why would you cut guys like in the middle of this? You know what I'm saying? This isn't, mm-hmm. we lost them in free agency. This is like, we're just done. Like, do you think that that's waving the white flag and them saying like, we know this isn't going to work. Cause why else would you do that? Cause all you're doing is showing Shohei like, yeah, they're cutting guys and they're like, we don't believe in taking this the whole way. I mean, I just feel like it's showing you that the Angels are just going to tank out the rest of the season. Now that you lost Shohei Otani, there's no point of even trying for that postseason birthday anymore because yeah. you were doing all this effort to make the wild card to keep Otani, but it's like Otani's not even going to be playing um, far back in the wild card. Might as well start unloading these contracts. And I don't even think that they're waving the white flag saying Otani's not coming back because honestly, after that injury, I don't know what's going to happen with Otani. I wouldn't be surprised mm. at all mm. if Otani took just a short-term deal two years just to rehab with the angels you know that's been Mm, the organization mm. he's been familiar with he's not going to pitch 
at all probably next season uh maybe he still hits like i don't know if he does the bryce harper where he's like okay i won't be a pitcher next season but i'll still hit you 50 bombs from the dh spot like that's how impressive otani is so i don't even know what version we're going to see of Otani next season, but you might be like, you know what? I'm hurt. I can't pitch the next year. Let me just go back to the team that I'm already comfortable with. I know that training staff. I know the medical people. I'll just get healthy with them for the first year, maybe year two. I'll get healthy, play a little bit, raise my value back up. And I can hit the off season once again and collect a big check. So I don't really know. I think when you look at all these players getting cut, I think it's justifiable when you look at the Yankees, the White Sox teams that have been out of it for months, players that are just like, you know what? We don't really care about you. Go, you know, to greener pastures. But for a team like the Angels, who, like you said, worse, what just all their decision making over the last few months with <laughs> I was a guy who was pro the trade deadline. I was like, you know what? Yeah, Tag when were. everybody else is zigging. You know what? Go all in on trying to keep Otani. Maybe it's l- too little, too late, but at least you're finally trying to put together a competent roster around Otani. But now it's like you're letting all those players go. You, you were never able to build a competent roster. All your moves didn't work out. And now you're just cutting those players. Like you can at least keep those players through the season. Then guess what? Bring back a Giolito. I know he sucked this year for the Angels, but he's still a decent guy. They could probably trade next season if you brought him back a couple of those other relievers you could bring back like the thing is these are quality players that you're letting go into free agency it's not like these are bad players so it's like you're not going to build a competitive roster next season if you let those guys go because even though he may not try to build around otani for next season knowing he might be hurt you still have someone there named mike trout and i feel like we just forgotten like yeah let's stop trying to build a contender around mike trout because they're so focused around otani mike trout had just become chopped liver and it's like yeah we don't really care about building contender for him anymore it's either otani or bus and he's the only guy we care about now in the building which i just think is super unfair to mike trout someone who's considered the greatest player ever by some (laughs) i love how you managed to squeak that (laughs) yeah that was unnecessary (laughs) how nasty as i said that there was really there was no even you admit even he admits (laughs) like oh that wasn't his fault he's literally hurt right now like what can he do sorry mike trout i actually Um, feel so bad with what's happened with you recently it's so it's sad. And like, I know people like to make fun of teams that blow up. Someone was making fun of the the Padres on Twitter. Uh, it was a Brewers fan, hilariously enough, bragging about how they're 19th in payroll beating us. And my thing was like, <laughs> congrats. You haven't been to the World Series since 82. I don't think you should exactly be flexing that you guys don't pay. Maybe if you did spend, you might actually go farther than this first round. Um, but like, it's it's just so sad and it's bad for baseball. It really is. I mean, they have not just one Dan Marino type career on their hands, but another one too with Otani, mm-hmm. right? Like these two all timer guys that you weren't, they went to one playoff series with Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. Like it's just baseball malpractice. And you would think that they just luck in there. And it's not like, I know the Astros have been in that division, but there's something called the wild card. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's we send three teams. Card. Now we send extra teams to the wild card. The here's a great example of like, oh, well, they had to recover and they had to build prospects. The Rangers had been recovering for so long and they spent and they like basically in the grand scheme of things immediately made it back to the postseason. Yeah, uh, this spend year, money, like, you get back. It's a crazy you get back. And I know that the it sucks that the Angels also spent, but they spent, spent poorly, too. Uh, they didn't do it in the Padres sense where it was like. They spent all of it at once, and as a result, their roster is a little bit thin. The Angels, it's like Josh Hamilton, Albert Pujols. Um, that was kind of all know. at once, though. That was like all a decade. Yeah, those guys were all at summer. once. Yeah, yeah, those guys were all the at once. CJ Wilson, they kind of brought in all those guys. CJ like, Wilson, right? Like um, spending doesn't work. Look at these guys, and then they. Never then it's like them. every year, it's like Rizal Iglesias. They signed to a big deal, then they just get rid of him, and now he's killing it out Atlanta. By the way, which is just 
low key people forgot they just like dropped that guy <laughs> like not dropped him literally but like just you know no, i think they did I, the I think they straight did up they? dfa'd him i have to look did it they up. dfa him you have they to look it up have. but like they I'll got rid of him and up. he's a pretty quality closer who can get strikeouts and he's been good for them and threw an entire like water cooler onto the field when they got into that fight with the Mariners last year which was low-key hilarious um they've had that you had the justin upton contract that was a failure you have this anthony rendon contract that's a disaster that we may or may not be talking about in a little bit mm-hmm. i see that little look in your eye right now i know what you're thinking uh it just stinks it stinks all the way around and i hate it and i don't know if this is going to become the future of baseball or anything but i know you talked about like oh with otani with the injury and all these things maybe the maybe the d-backs you know hey. maybe Air- <laughs> what did you say the sunshine <laughs> state and all that stuff we get sun all the time all I mean, 65 stuff. baby hey yeah. um i i really am feeling for angels fans and as i said last uh or at least on one of the episodes like i don't like this whole mainstream media personalities would get involved and be like well guess what no one cares about the angels like that's counterproductive because i think that the padres are an example of like if you played well people will care um but unfortunately they never did and they had the stars and they just could not do it and it makes me sad man it really does it genuinely genuinely makes me sad yeah, for the record, Rachel Iglesias traded to the Atlanta Braves, uh, not DFA'd. And okay. for Artie Moreno, is there an owner with a worse track record of not being able to build a team either long-term or short-term? Because he's had a decade with Mike Trout, hasn't been able to do anything, hasn't been able to put a pitching staff. And now, all of a sudden, he's making all these short-term moves with the deadline, calling up his first-round pick from, like, this season. He called up well, Zach know, Neto, right? too, who was, like, the first-round pick, like, last season. Like, he's yeah. messing up the development of these prospects. He's trading for guys to just cut them immediately, Trading away top 100 guys, like everything he's doing is making absolutely no sense. And the Angels are an absolute joke of a franchise right now. And it's crazy considering, as we always talk about, they have maybe the two greatest baseball players we've seen since like, what, 2000, last 25, yeah. 30 years since like a Barry Bonds. Like, it's insane. It's, it's insane. I mean, the only ones that I could think of is like, you know, Dick Montfort of our divisional rock. Yeah. Uh, our Rockies. That's not the only other one. Um, if you want to go to from previous ownership, like the Mets were pretty bad in the Wilpon era. Right, that whole Bernie Madoff stuff and whatnot. Oh, like, next that was, draft. Yeah, yeah. Worst yeah, owner, worst yeah. owner draft. Ooh, worst <laughs> owner draft. Put, it, put in the fake spreadsheet. Put in the fake. Put it spreadsheet. in the spreadsheet. Put it down. Put it on the board. Uh, we might have to do that one next week, but yeah, I mean, as of currently, right now, and especially at least the Rockies, the only saving grace between the two is you could be like, well, we don't have Otani and Trout. Like we don't have these generational talents. They're close. They gave up Arenado for a pack of veggie straws. Don't get me wrong, but. Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, they did. But like, uh, 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 it just hurts, man. We got to move on. I can't do it. I feel so yeah. bad for Angels fans. I'm not just saying that. Yeah, 15 minutes on Otani and the the sad state of the Angels. Very easy to talk uh, about that team and how poorly they've been able to manage mm-hmm. things. But coming up, we're going to talk about some other teams that have not been able to manage their payroll because they're going to be drafting the worst contracts in Major League Baseball. But before we get there, Javier Reyes, I first need to tell our listeners about this new little thing that we're using at Locked On called LinkedIn Sales because are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real 
time insights. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes like more pipeline, higher win rates, and larger deals. We call these deep sales. And we've built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn, LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash locked on. Of course, that is linkedin.com slash locked on for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash locked on and get started. And we're back here on the Locked on Diamondbacks crossover with Javier Reyes of Locked on Padres. And don't forget to catch every D-backs and Padres pitch on their hometown broadcast when you download the Sirius XM app and either search up Diamondbacks or Padres. Now, Javi, as we do every week, we're going to be doing another draft. And considering mm. we just did 15 minutes on the Angels, the duration of this draft is not looking too good. We always have to decide on the fly. How many picks do we want to do? Eight to ten? Eight to ten? How many are we feeling right now? Since we've gone so long on Otani, maybe a little bit less. You know what I mean? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe a little bit. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll go with the flow. We'll go you know with I mean? the as flow. long as it's even and we both got equal amount of picks. I think we go with the flow. Because there's one, there's one contract that I need to get um, <laughs> as my last pick in this okay. deal. Um, so we'll definitely go with the flow and decide. So level, you always go with tail. So we'll make level one here, the tail side. So I'm going to flip it because I don't know where my quarters are at. Oop. Level one, look at Javier Reyes with the first pick in the draft for what seems like forever ago. So, Javi, how are you going to start us off today? I'm going to start us off by betraying my kind. Oh, whoa. what um, does that mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, get, get it. <laughs> <laughs> I did it that. <laughs> no, nobody, please, nobody, like, like that take mean? that part out, out of context. What I mean by that is I often have said that I will support any Puerto Rican player, Uh-oh. no matter what. I have to. You saw me during the World Baseball Classic. I was tweeting up a storm. Then it ended very sadly, of course, with Edmund Diaz injury. And this guy was really fun for a long time. I mean, you can still see him posted like highlights every now and then because he was really exciting because he played the game differently. And he was genuinely at one point like a very good player, despite some of the obvious flaws in his game. But unfortunately, the obvious flaws took over. And he is not just a bad player, Millard. Mm-hmm. He's entered the meme tier. Oh, God. Detroit Tigers, Ooh. Mr. Javi Baez, Ooh. first overall pick. Look, there's about a bajillion different directions I could go into with mm-hmm. explaining my selection. Uh, I could just end it by saying he's bad. Um, but I think it's more than that. I think it's that the Tigers have re- been rebuilding so long. And for you to give out that deal to a, I don't mind teams that were interested in Baez. I don't. Incredible power skills, uh, really a, a solid defender at a premium position. And you said, maybe we can tinker with this guy because all the talent is there. I think you, we both agree on that. He's had great seasons before. He's had six-win seasons. He's had a five-win season. I think he finished like top five in MVP once. Second. But he finished second? Yeah. Wow. Jeez, I mean, it's just 
But for you to see the developments with them and decide after we've been rebuilding for so long that mm-hmm. you wanted this to be your free agent and you didn't go with someone like a like a I know he wasn't the same class, but like a Dansby Swanson type where it's like this guy's upside might not be as crazy as everybody. But I just feel kind of he's steady and he's been steady for the Cubs this year. And instead, you took a, a chance on a really risky free agent, Javi Baez and Millard. When you look at the numbers, it's deadly. And he's in the meme tier because a lot of people have seen it before. But he comes out there. If you look up Javi Baez swing on YouTube, yeah, you will see thing. it's rough. Pitching Ninja makes fun of him saying, I genuinely think that if you did a pitch out, i.e. for people that know, like when you're a runner stealing a base or you think yeah. he might, you just throw it out. That way they get a good throw on it. Mm-hmm. Um what you think people know that? And I, I'm just like, no, I was gonna say the younger generation, they might not know. Yeah, they, they might not know this old yeah. fashioned back tag. with the intentional walk when you really had yeah. to throw those pitches. Oh, yeah, Bias might be swinging it. at those. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, like he might be swinging at those, and I'm not, it's sad that it's not an exaggeration. Over the two years with the Tigers, his first year, which was the worst case scenario, people thought, people thought this is the worst case scenario. He had an 88 WRC plus, only a 291 Woba. He did hit 17 home runs, which is cool, I guess. And his strikeout rate was actually lower. That's what's crazy, Millard. He actually lowered his strikeout rate just a tad from That's the impressive. astronomical highs it was at one point, right? 24.9% last year. And he lowered it again this year, 22.9. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like, if I just told you those two things, someone would be like, oh, my God, did they figure out how to get him back to at least somewhat of his MVP form? And said he's got a 59 WRC plus. His offensive rating, according to Fangraphs, Fangraphs that is negative 21. He has a 0.8 F4 on there. I, I just, it's sad. It's sad to watch, and it must not be fun being Javi Baez in Detroit right now because I'd be frustrated watching this guy, and he seems to show zero, absolutely zero interest and improving around the areas that he struggles in. And it stinks. Yeah. Uh, his contract is enormous. It is. I had it right in front of me before. He's like 26 sure. years, 140. Yeah. He's like mid 20s I mean, basically till age 34. There are other guys that will pick that the numbers I think are worse in terms mm-hmm. of like the overall cost. But I'm taking into account the fact that what I mentioned before with the fact that the Tigers shows this as their guy, uh, a risky free agent, and the fact that he's just a genuinely awful negative player. Uh, I just, I feel bad. <laughs> I'm feeling bad today for, for teams, but uh, yeah. Javi Baez is my first pick. Yeah, I think I'm going to stop the analysis that bad baseball player because I think that's just what Javi Baez has turned into. He just hasn't looked good for uh, a couple seasons now. He's going to be making the mid-20s till 2027. Um, I think he was definitely worthy of the number one pick. He was a tier one worst contract for me on my big board. So uh, <laughs> not mad at all to see him go number one in this draft because basically my criteria when I was doing this um, like ranking all the worst contracts, it was how many years remaining do you have on the contract? How many years have you actually played yeah. so far on the contract and how have you played on the contract so far? The value of the deal total, like, how, you know, annually, how much are you making? The mm-hmm. age of the player and how is the player trending? Like, what direction? Are they, like, still kind of plateau in their career? Are they starting to hit the decline? Are they still in the upward trajectory? So that was kind of like the five criteria I have. And I'm not going to lie. The the My first pick I'm going to make right now is not going to make me feel good, Javi. I don't want to take this guy because technically – 
this guy's not even a major leaguer anymore, but he's still going to be Oof. getting paid the rest of his contract because he signed probably the worst contract we might have ever seen back in 2019, right after winning the World Series for the Washington Nationals. Mm. Steven Strasburg, who, yes, yeah, is only made if you could believe this, I have the number written down. I think seven starts since he won the World Jesus. Series back in 2019. It's not just the injuries. It's the fact that he still owed $105 million, I think, over the next three years. And after those next three years, starting 2027, he gets 26 a year for the next three years after that. So they're going to be paying Strasburg a lot of money to not play over the next few years. And he already was not playing the last few years and getting paid a lot of money. Steven Strasburg was one of the best when he was right. Crucial in that postseason run for the Washington Nationals. And it's not even really his fault. I mean, I don't know how much you put blame on someone for injuries and stuff like that. Yes, some of it could be training, but it wasn't really his fault. It wasn't like Steven Strasburg had 30 starts a year and just sucked. He just never could stay healthy. And I feel kind of bad for drafting a guy who just retired, but considering he still has many years remaining yeah. as one of the highest paid players in baseball and the last few years of that deal, he hasn't played at all. Essentially, I'm going to take Steven Strasburg with my first pick. Javi and I will continue the draft, but first... And don't forget to catch every D-backs pitch on their hometown broadcast when we download the Sirius XM app and search up Diamondbacks. For a second, I thought you were going to say Bobby Bonilla. But, um, oh, okay. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, he's still <laughs> up here. Look, I think that the, he was my other potential top pick. The only reason I didn't take him was because the vibes were good uh, when they did give the contract in the yeah, sense that I don't think there's any Nationals fan who's that upset. I think there's a lot of Nationals fans that are just sad. Right. Because like you said, when he was right, he was amazing. I still remember his start, his first major league start getting covered on Sports Center as like the huge. top story. It was huge. And and I know that Harper kind of like came in and was like even bigger. And I think that's why people might have forgot. But like this guy was like the chosen one chosen. Yeah, one. it was he actually was legit like, the coverage he got. It was insane. Yeah, it was insane. Like, and I remember watching it and they were like, here's the first. It was like a cover story for ESPN. Can you imagine a covers guy uh, who's a pitching prospect getting covered like that right now? Like it just doesn't happen. Um like we'll cover some 16 year old in high school for the NBA. Like we'll, we'll cover Bar Bronny James before we do that. Right. Yeah, but like, even like the last pitching prospect to like, he talks about like that where it's like, everyone's watching his debut. And then we like talk about on sports center the next day. Like that's a great I, question. I don't even know to be honest. I can't think of one. I can't like, I maybe like Jose Fernandez potentially like maybe I, a little bit there. He's, he's up there and he started gaining popularity fast. I got to think about that. That's a good yeah. one though. But, um, yeah, man, uh, just really rough all the way around. And the only th other reason I didn't take is because at least he did help them win the World Series. Mm -hmm. I know that he he didn't help them win the World Series when they signed him. Mm -mm. So it was kind of a like, we're paying you. It's like no one had an issue. They're like, will this bite us in the butt? Probably this guy is always hurt. But you know what? We won the World Series. Who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's like kind of the vibe for it. So that's the only reason I didn't pick it first overall. But I mean, it's an, it's an excellent yeah. choice. It's like you said, choice. it's more of a sad contract than a bad contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's sad. <laughs> it makes you sad. <laughs> um, who you who you got to follow up after that, though? I think I think oh, I man. might know where you're going. Let's see if you take the guy I would take you. <laughs> Let's see uh, if I pick it. So, yes, in, in terms of if you take into account also the remaining years, mm -hmm. I think that's a great point. I think that someone like, you know, Miguel Cabrera would be someone that you could select because eight years, what was it, like eight years? I have it right in front of me. Let me find it real quick. 
Miguel Cabrera. Where are you, my dude? Yeah, because he signed still... that deal back in like 2016. Yeah, eight years, 248 is pretty heinous, mm-hmm. considering that he's been quite bad for the, the last eight time. years. Yeah, like, like the, the whole time. He had like two deal. years. I think the two years he's been good, and then after that he fell apart. But yeah. the vibes are still good, and he's the least of the Tigers' problems. And, and the last year, I think there's too. only one year. Yeah, there's yeah. only one year left. It's about done. Um, I'm going to roast the Rockies. Oh, you know? okay, okay, okay. I'm going to roast the Rockies. Chris oh, Bryant. Uh, I don't mind. And look, when this happened, I just want to say that for the record, it was hilarious. And I very much love the Rockies for this. I love that the same team that decided we need to cut payroll and get rid of a guy who is probably going to the Hall of Fame in Norton and Otto, unless something ridiculous happens and he has an Andrew, uh, Andrew Jones type second half career fall off, right? Unless that happens, he's going to the Hall of Fame probably. Um, I hate. I know Padres fans might not like to hear that, but he's a very good third baseman, hey, despite the good. one we have. He's a stud. Um, yeah, he's a stud. Uh, my thing is just like for you to trade that guy as a salary dump, not not even a salary dump because you're also paying the Cardinals uh, yeah, part of his salary. Dumbest, the dumbest and thing then, in baseball. It's so dumb. And then on top of that, you didn't get great prospects. And then the very next year, you sign a player who is not nearly as good as Nolan Aronoff, maybe at his, in his prime. I mean, Chris Bryant was an incredible player. Like I think people might forget like first three yeah. years, I mean, he had a he... 7.1 win above replacement, 7.9 wins above replacement. And then seven, that's like one of the yeah. great like starts for any player we've seen in this century. Uh, yeah, for the first three years. And then he was first, just okay after that. Yeah. First uh, two years, rookie of the year, then MVP back to back. Exactly. Like that's just insane. It just doesn't happen all that much. And then he started falling off, and I think that people expected it. But still, the numbers are still good. I remember drafting him in fantasy in 2021. I remember the infamous when he gets traded <laughs> to the uh, the Giants, right? Like, he had a pretty good stretch with them, that crazy 100-win Giants team. And the Rockies, for some reason, despite not wanting to pay Arenado anymore, they want to pay Chris Bryant a lesser player and for more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. So that's part of why I'm picking it, because of the Rockies' incompetence. And it's sad to see him. Um, he, like last year in the very few games he played, he was effective, at least at the plate, but he can't really field anymore. Um, he hasn't been able to field all that excellently for a while, but now it's like, he really can't. And, you know, like I said, last year in short in time, 306, 376, 475 slash line, pretty good. Um, granted cores helps, but even still the 125 WRC plus, it wasn't all luck or anything like that. Or cores this year, man. 251 338 379 slugging that's the key the power is gone yeah uh, and that's because of injuries and stuff but it's rough uh it, it's rough to see it. and i understand like if a team wanted to sign chris bryant but given all the injuries and given that you just gave up on arenado it's just baseball malpractice for you to decide just kidding we'll actually go pay this guy uh even more uh and it's sad to see 84 wrc plus this year uh, I mean, he's dreadful. It, just the power is gone. I don't want to say that he's not going to have one, like a couple good years. I, I would be very surprised if he at least doesn't have like a solid decent year at some point, maybe figure something out. He starts rehabbing or whatever. That's cool. But man, uh, really rough contract for the Rockies who should have been hitting full rebuild. They should have been selling all their players for at least good stuff. Unlike they did with Arnado and they didn't. So they're stuck yeah. with them. Yeah, because just like the Artie Moreno thing, the decision-making mm-hmm. just makes no sense to, like you laid out. Why are you going to trade Nolan Arenado, let Trevor Story walk, act like you're in this whole rebuild, saying you're nowhere near 
the playoffs. Exactly. And then the very next offseason, sign Chris Bryant and say, you know what? It's championship or bust. We're on the precipice of a World Series. It's like the, the, you, the, your actions are not leading or are not matching up with what you're telling your fan base. And it just makes absolutely no sense. Another franchise that just uh, a little bit of a joke. I mean, if you go look at Bud Black's managerial record, he has like one one or two winning seasons in 18 years with, with, the, with the Colorado Rockies. I think he has one season with at least 90 wins under his belt. Like Bud Black is one of the longest tenured managers. I think the longest tenured manager in Major League Baseball with probably the worst um, winning resume at the same time. And Chris Bryant's another guy. Like we're going to talk about a lot of guys today that are like, they're not bad, but they just can't stay healthy. And Chris Bryant's another guy who hasn't been able to stay healthy in a short tenure with the Colorado Rockies. And like you said, being course field, it's weird to see that lack of power just disappear from his game because he was, you know, a power guy back in the day. He was a 30 kind of guy, 25, 30 home runs. And now he's like, where has it gone? More of a 15 home run guy. If he can even play 120 games. So weird. What's happened to Chris Bryant. Weird that the Colorado Rockies decided to sign him, but Hey, yeah. bad franchise are going to do what bad franchises do, but I'm surprised you didn't take this guy who I'm going to draft next. So we talked that we, we just briefly mentioned him earlier in the podcast. I think I know we, who it's going to be. Yes, that's right. As a teammate of Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, because this guy has been absolutely terrible um, mm-hmm. <laughs> during his, uh, I think he signed in 2020, which is also 2020. He played as many games in 2020, basically as any other season he's played with the Angels, because he played 52 games in 2020. His career high so far with the Angels in a single season is 58. I'm talking about Anthony Rendon, who had just been perpetually hurt, or he's fighting fans on the sidelines. Like Anthony Rendon has been bad when he's been healthy he hasn't been a productive player and then when he's been not healthy he's just been unproductive in the clubhouse on the sidelines hasn't felt like a very good vibe guy overall and it's like we talked about the angels not spending money well they actually did spend money on anthony rendon they actually said you know what we're going to get another superstar in our lineup to help out the mike trout and show otani because we don't need a pitcher we don't need a rotation what we need is more offense because having mike trout and otani means you're not going to have any offense for your team so we got to go get another offensive player so they're paying rendon 38 a year for the next three seasons and for a guy who can't stay healthy and when he is healthy has been absolutely terrible bad vibes guy i am not in on anthony rendon at all and it's one of the worst contracts in baseball right now yeah i mean he stinks the the highlight of his angels tenure has literally been that altercation with the fan um he's been dreadful and it's just like you said with art marino bad i don't really have much else to add on the guy is terrible and it stinks that like the angels at least have tried to sign some stars. Like I mentioned at the top with Upton and your Hamilton. And then every time they get them, they stick. So it's just like, but like I, the I'd be personality is from these guys, they assign too. like the, the mm-hmm. Rendon's and like the Josh Hamilton's and the CJ Wilson's like, they're not getting like the best yeah. clubhouse guys. It feels like not the best vibe guys typically. And it's like, if you're going to try build mm-hmm. a winning culture with the Otani's who always has a smile on his face, I feel like the baseball energy has been drained out of Mike Trout over the last few years. Like if you want to build a positive culture, why not sign some positive guys for that clubhouse? That's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for part two with Javier Reyes of Locked on Padres, where we wrap up the worst contracts in baseball draft. We'll recap the series against the L.A. Dodgers and so much more. So come back tomorrow for more Diamondbacks news coverage insight. Thank you for making Locked on Diamondbacks your first listen every day. Don't forget to catch every D-backs pitch on their hometown broadcast when we download the series XM app and search up Diamondbacks. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces.